Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, scientists in Canada say they've learned why mice find bananas scary. And Tony Kornheiser, scary? I've always found them appealing. Get it? Appealing. Bananas. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Revelation. I have never eaten a banana. Never. That doesn't surprise anyone who knows you. You've never right, eaten well, berries, you've never eaten grapes, right. you've never eaten fruit. Right. I mean, if people know you, they know apples, that. Apples, I boys eat and girls. apples. Let's be fair. Okay, that's one fruit. You don't eat berries, though. In today's episode, no. the Saudi tour reveals its list, the Oilers get outscored, and Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Rafael Nadal's thrilling four-set victory over top-seeded Novak Djokovic in the French Open last night. Technically, it was a quarterfinal match, but it felt like a final. Nadal's 13 titles make him the greatest champion ever at the French Open, and Djokovic was the defending champion. Wilbon, was Nadal winning this match a bigger deal than winning the entire tournament? Tony, strangely, I think it, I think it is. And I know you were excited about this because you texted me that you got to watch the end of this. You I got did. to watch the last set. I turned over yep. to catch it, too. Tony... So he wins 13 or 14 or 15 French Open titles. Nobody's going to remember. I mean, now, I will, I got to concede that they are counting the number of slams won for those three guys because Federer, while he's going to be in the dust because he's essentially done, I don't care how many French Open he, he, he wins. At this point, he and Joker are the two guys in the ring. They're the two heavyweights. They're going to be replaced in a couple of years because they're just going to get too old, and there seems to be a rush of talented, young, international players coming up. But, Tone, right now, with Djokovic being in the center of the news for all sorts of reasons, some of them controversial, and the doll coming off injury, and you wonder how much he's got left, beating yeah. Joker is the biggest deal right now to me. Yeah, I'm going to be very declarative about this, that at this stage in the doll's career, who he, he is talking that this could be his last Paris ever. He's obviously putting retirement out there. At this stage in his career, beating Djokovic last night on that stage is much bigger, much bigger yep. than winning the tournament. Yep. And anybody who was there will tell that if, when, if and when Nadal loses, and I, think, I don't think he's going to win the tournament because the last two matches were grueling. He had to go five sets a couple of days ago. He had to go four hours last night. So I don't think he's going to win. But whoever he loses to, no one is going to remember that. They're going to remember last night. That was the big ticket in the French Open. That what, quarterfinal match. And what Nadal did, Nadal was able to keep Djokovic at least one major behind him. He's got 21. Djokovic has 20. I believe I have that number correct. He was able to beat him at night when he doesn't like to play, and he took out the number one seed and the defending champion. That Nadal can walk on that. I mean, that is... that's. Great. And the crowd was so for Nadal. I watched enough of it to be totally enthralled by it. Mike, at one point, Nadal had four 
match points and lost three of them, two of them quickly, and I thought he's done. I thought he's done. So it was great. Well, but Tony, he's got that. There's a mental toughness built up over time. And look, while there's no open animus that we know about between them, just given the pride with which he has played his whole career, he's got to be thinking to himself, I ain't losing to this dude here. Not now. That's, not losing to him. That's right. I mean, it wasn't not voiced. The, not that there was no spoken word of legendary that, just, players, and they were yes. slugging it out, and Nadal won, yes. and that's all that matters for the rest of the tournament. I know. I'm done. I don't, I'm not going to remember who he – if he won, who he beats for the title. I won't remember that. Let's move to golf where the Saudi tour released a list of 42 players who have committed to next week's first event outside of London. Dustin Johnson is the biggest name to defy the PGA Tour, and the Telegraph reports that he signed, get this, a $125 million deal to do so. Absent from the list is Phil Mickelson, at least for now, though there are still six slots to be filled. So, Tone, what's the bigger surprise, that Dustin Johnson is on that list or that Phil is not. I think most people would say Dustin Johnson, because I want to get this quote right. It was this February. It's not that long ago when he said categorically, quote, I'm fully committed to the PGA Tour, unquote. And now he's not. Um, Although uh, Dustin Johnson has never struck me as somebody who cared about what he said or even remembered it five minutes after he said it. He's not the world's greatest speaker. Um, He's always been on the list, Mike. He was the guy everybody said would be the highest ranked American golfer who was going to take the money. And now we hear it's $125 million. So that is not particularly surprising to me. So by default, I guess I'll have to say, Phil, though, to be honest with you, Mike, I didn't think Phil would necessarily play in this event. I believe he was wounded, seriously wounded by everything that happened and what fellow pros said about him within the last couple of months. Um, And I, I... I think maybe he's afraid if he takes what he has termed blood money that he'll lose all his sponsors. Now, he may still go. There are openings, and he's the biggest star other than Tiger Woods in all of golf. So they'll make room for him. But I think he's still trying to negotiate his own path. Tony, Phil's got a dilemma, a real dilemma for exactly the conditions you just outlined. I mean, if he leaves, it seems like he'd be banished. Like, they would just say, you know, we don't, we don't want you. Because we've heard the, the blowback. We know what that was instantly in Phil's case, his reaction to his comments. But on the other hand, Tone, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. And it if is. we believe the it reports is. about Phil and gambling and gambling losses, we believe all that. You got to recoup some of that while you still can. Phil's still in his early 50s. He can still win either on Champions Tour. But what, so what do you do? The Champions Tour, is that enough to sustain you if you come back and you stay true to the PGA? Or can you win or simply get enough guarantee from the Saudis to make that work financially? I don't know, but, you know, Dustin, $125 million, that's what we in the business call James Harden money. That's what that is. Oh, wait, just two years of James Harden money. It's a lot of money, Tone. I'm not about to blame DJ because he's taking that money. I'm not getting on him. I'm not. I'm I'm okay with that. He can do that if he wants. I think Phil needs to think about legacy more than Dustin Johnson does right now. Dustin Johnson, even at number one, had no particular impact on the tour. Phil better think about hockey. That's what Phil's got to think about. We moved to hockey. The Western Conference Finals opened last night with goals everywhere. Edmonton and Colorado are 1-2 
and scoring in these playoffs. They proved it last night. The game had 14 goals. Let me repeat that. 14. Wilbon, how should Edmonton feel about scoring six goals and it not being enough? We know, Tony, when sometimes a supremely talented athlete or team, they can just be delusional, right? Like, like that is part of what is an asset to them in terms of personality, in terms of competitiveness, just being delusional. My friend John Barry always talks about that, the guys who have like a delusional level of talent. They, they think they can do anything. And so if you are Edmonton and you lose that game, but you're, you, you know how talented you are and who you got on your side, what you think is, okay, fine. I mean, they scored eight. We'll score nine. We'll, we'll score ten goals. And they, they have to – they're so skilled, they probably do believe that. So that's what I'm going to for now, unless they give it up for a second straight game then reality might set in. I agree with that. I think if you're Edmund, you say, uh, we got Dreisaitl, we got McDavid, we'll put eight up, we'll put nine up, we'll put ten up, we can do it. This is, this is the first game is like a road race. It's like Fast and Furious 4. And I'm sure that if every game was like that, it'd be great to watch. But it brings me back to the notion of what we always talk about with goalies being the most important position in all sports. Let's look at what the goalies did last night. They let everything in. It's like when I watch the Nats bullpen. Everybody comes home all the time. The two goalies were yanked in the second period. So the notion that one of them is going to stand on his head and win this series at present time seems far-fetched. I understand there's a lot to go, but it seems a little bit far-fetched. The stars were great last night. The three greatest stars all had at least two points. I'd love to see this continue this way. Let's take a break. Coming up. Would you rather have the Splash Brothers or Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the NBA Finals? We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. We'll also ask him how Ime Udoka has been so successful in his first season as head coach of the Boston Celtics. How do you feel about Taylor Gooch going to the Saudi tour? Is that a big blow? No. Taylor Gooch going to get paid. He's going to get a bag, Pardon as they the say now. is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Masfina. Part of Happy Hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. A PTI investigation reveals that the NBA finals tip off tomorrow night and to preview them, we call on our great friend, in fact, our new best friend lately, Kendrick Perkins. And we'll start with this. In this series, I know you have ties with the Celtics, but I'm going to ask you to divorce those ties just for this question. In this series, would you rather have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson or Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Well, 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 Tony, first of all, you know this about me. I'm unbiased to the max, okay? That's the first thing first. <laughs> but listen, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry, we all know that they can explode for big offensive nights. But what separate those four guys, what separate the duo of Golden State uh, uh, for us with the Boston Celtics is that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are actually two-way players. They get it done on the defensive side of things. So if you asking me who I'm picking out of out of those four, out of those two duos, I'm going with the Boston Celtics duo. And the reason being is because defense win championships. It's been proven throughout the history of the NBA. You can make all the shots you want, but at the end of the day, you got to get stops. And having those two guys as elite the win- wing defenders, I'm going with those two out of the four as the better duo. All right, we're going to stay on that theme for a second, Perkin. Steve Kerr said Marcus Smart is like the guard version of Draymond Green, which obviously focuses largely on defense. But do you like that comparison in terms of their roles on their teams and what they do and how they excel? Uh, You know what? I actually do. And and not just because they're both defensive-minded. I mean, because they're both defensive-minded guys and, and they anchor the defense and they're the defensive captains but because they're the heart and soul of both of their teams. When you think about Marcus Smart, right, he is the heart and soul of that Celtic team. The way that he play, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and, and, and everybody else follows his lead. And then when you think about the offensive side of things, right, Draymond Green is the for what? He is the facilitator for Golden State. What is Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart is the facilitator for the Boston Celtics. So I actually agree with Steve Kerr when he makes that comparison about Draymond Green and Marcus Smart. That is actually spot on. We're going to move to somebody else you know. And I worked with you enough this year to know that you (laughs) thought M.A. Udoka was going to be, you thought Udoka was going to be a good coach from the time that he was named. You were in the league when he was in the league playing. What is it about him? His style, uh, his authority, what what assets? What do you see about him, and why did you like him immediately for this team? The the same reason that I like and love you and Tony and PTI. I get a chance to come <laughs> on here, like with my, with with my uncles. And really get down to the knit and gritty, right? <laughs> that old school caliber coaching. We watch Ime Udoka meet guys at half court, whether it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, getting on them about blown, blown coverages on the defensive end, getting on them about messing up plays or not finding the right guy on the offensive end. And so when we see those type of things happening on the in, in game, 
Imagine what he's doing behind closed doors. And this is why I'm so big on former players getting head coaching opportunities, especially young former players, because behind the scenes, they're able to go and speak those young guys' languages. Now, I don't want to say what the language is on television, but both of y'all know exactly what the hell I'm saying. I will get you out of here on this, and I'll get to the question in a second. I just want to step back for a moment and say that you picked you picked Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's a good reason you gave. The other two guys are going to the Hall of Fame for certain. They're the best backcourt of all time. I'm just going to point that out, and now I'm going to go to this question, and you can refer back to that at any time. We all know what the Warriors are going for historically. They're looking to be named a dynasty over some long period of time. But Udoka, after beating Miami, said this quote, we don't celebrate Eastern Conference championships in the Celtics organization. You played for the Celtics for a long period of time. Did you feel that historical expectations? Is it, am I correct in saying that if you don't win it all in Boston, like you can't have a good season. It's not enough to have a good season. You got to win it all. Tone, we, we, we do realize that the Celtics are tied with the Lakers for having the most NBA championships. Yep. They have 17 of them. They're, they don't care about making it to the finals. They want to bring it home. One, they want to win Banner 18 before the Lakers so that they could be one up. Two, I think Ime Udoka, again, the great leadership, he was setting the boundaries in the presence of the locker room right there at the moment and saying, hey, I understand this is a huge moment to celebrate. We made it to the finals. But him as being a former champion as a player, being a former champion as a coach, he know how overwhelming the finals could be. So what did he do? He went in there and he said, hey, to his young guys in the locker room, hey, listen, we're looking past this. We need everybody to regroup. Because if you get caught up in the moment, you can look like the Oklahoma City Thunder when James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kendrick Perkins, and Serge Ibaka played the Miami Heat and get beat. Instead, instead of worrying about basketball, you're just happy about getting there. That was great leadership by Ime Udoka. It's great to have you. It's a pleasure to have you Perk. on. Thank you very much. <laughs> much appreciated. Appreciate y'all, In Thanks the next day you. or two. See you soon. Yep. <laughs> Let's take one last break. Still to come, this is for Wilbon. Does Kyler Murray's appearance at Cardinals OTAs? We know Wilbon takes good care in looking at OTAs. Does that mean all is well between him and the team? Yeah. Eh. Eh. Could the Jazz and head coach Quinn Snyder really part ways? We're talking about a lot of parting of the ways in this next segment of the rest of the show, apparently. Quinn Snyder, Mike, would Murray. You, would you take Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown over the Splash Brothers, would you? Maybe in another year or two, as they get too old. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 54th birthday, Larry Centers. The fullback spent 14 seasons in the NFL, mostly with the Cardinals. Centers was a three-time pro bowler, made first-team All-Pro in 1996, and he was on the 2003 Super Bowl champion Patriots. That's a good career. And Centers holds a record you're unlikely to know. Centers caught 827 passes, and that's the most receptions by any running back ever. More than Roger Craig, more than Tiki Barber, more than Marshall Falk, more than LaDainian Tomlinson. It's Larry Centers who's number one. And Centers put 28 of those catches into the end zone. Honestly, I had no idea. Wilbon, did you? God, no. And we watched him. You see him in the Washington uniform right there. We saw him in person for a small chunk of his career. Tony, you could have given me 50 guesses at which running back had that distinction. I'm not coming up with Larry Centers even after 50. Happy anniversary, Kevin Durant. On this day five years ago, Durant scored 38 points in his NBA Finals debut as a Golden State Warrior, and the Warriors cruised to a 22-point win over LeBron James in Cleveland. Durant had been in the Finals once with Oklahoma City in 2012 when they lost to Miami. In Golden State, Durant won twice and was named Finals MVP twice. And then Durant left Golden State, as he had left Oklahoma City, for whatever reasons he came up with. Does anybody else think it's ironic that the two teams in the NBA Finals this year, Golden State and Boston, are the two teams Durant and Kyrie Irving left to form their alleged super team in Brooklyn? It jumps out at you, Tone. It does, and it has now as we've built to this part of the season. Kyrie Irving, his judgment, we, we, we know. You can question that till the cows come home. Kevin Durant. As reliable as there has been in the NBA. So his departure from Steph Curry in favor of Kyrie Irving, it just, it doesn't, it's not Kevin Durant-like. It just isn't. Not to me. Happy trails, Quinn Snyder. There is speculation that the Utah Jazz coach, who is the third longest tenured coach in the NBA, may decide to step away from coaching for a year or so. Snyder's coached Utah for eight years, turned them into a perennial playoff team. The Jazz have made the playoffs six straight seasons, though they've never reached the Western Conference Finals. Since Snyder arrived in Utah, the ownership and management of the Jazz has changed. Danny Ainge now runs things. It's reported that Utah offered to extend Snyder's contract, but no agreement has been reached. I like Chris Snyder as a coach. I like their players individually, but the thing, the collective, doesn't work in Utah. They're just standing still, Tone. I, I don't know why they won't blow that thing up if they don't. And that means Quinn Snyder can coach elsewhere because I'd hire Quinn Snyder in a minute. Let's go to the big finish if we could. Kyler Murray was in the building for Cardinals OTAs today. Is that significant, Mr. Arizona? No. None of these quarterbacks, whether they're at the OTAs or not, veteran quarterbacks, is significant. Stop. It's not significant. It's not news. The Angels have lost six straight, and the Phillies have lost five straight. Bigger deal. The Phillies, 
They're under 500. The Angels are over 500. The Phillies are a bigger deal. Tommy Pham jokingly blamed Fantasy Football League Commissioner Mike Trout for failing to resolve his dispute with Jock Peterson. Your thoughts? It's the dumbest sports-related dispute ever. Not, not in the get-up era, ever. The match featuring Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers is tonight. I ain't watching a second of that. Are you? Yeah, I played golf with Aaron Rodgers once. I'm going to watch him. Last one, game one between the Lightning at the Rangers tonight at Madison Square Garden. Who you got? Ooh. At the Garden. Tony, you got to stop betting against the Ning, you and I. I can't, I'm not rooting for him, but I'm not going to bet against him. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Barry Kang, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. You got to stop calling him the Ning. You got it. The Ning. The Ning. I like aggravating everybody.